Victor in Downey. You're on uh, 710 ESPN. Go ahead, Victor. Yes. Um, I just want to say uh, that this man was in our lives all differently, uh, even if you know him personally. If you did not know him personally, uh, just, I just want to say uh, a story. Uh, I'm 29 years old. I grew up maybe 15 minutes, uh, you know, riding a bike to Staples Center. So I, I was fortunate enough to catch uh, uh, some of these games, uh, early 90s, even uh, in the 2000s. Just want to say that uh, even with, uh, it, it touched our, even our parents, like saying, um, even growing up, uh, say, I didn't want to eat vegetables. I didn't want to drink a milk. My parents would say, well, well, Kobe, you know, he, he eats his vegetables. How do you think he flies so high? How do you think he's run so fast? And I would ask for seconds, and they would <laughs> high-five themselves, you know? And and that's just how even they touched uh, um, my my parents as well, which they didn't really know too much about basketball, but they just knew I just love this uh, man and this basketball player. So I, I just wanted to um, kind of share that little story that, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of uh, uh, men my age can uh, uh, relate. I uh, just want to say, Kobe, uh, I want to send my condolences to his surviving kids, his wife, his parents. And uh, not only this man was a basketball player, he was he's a legend, and he was, he was a beautiful soul. Appreciate it, Victor. Thank you, man. Um, I think a lot of people got stories like that, and I think those are being highlighted these, uh, you know, last day and a half or so. And, you know, maybe as, as time goes on, those stories – will also hit in a different light as well. Um, what I mean by that is it's tough. When you're mourning, it's tough to take anything in. And um, for me, I can only speak for myself, right? Like it's been tough to be to kind of motivate yourself in the last day and a half. Now you do what you need to do and, you know, you obviously handle your stuff and you take care of things, but you're down, you know, you're just sad. And there's no way of getting away from it. What I mean by that is there's constant, constant reminders of the tragedy, you know, from yesterday and everybody that was involved. So that part's been tough. Uh, that part's been tough to swallow. It really has. But when somebody shares a story like that or they add some light to it, even if it's a deep, deep story, that's okay too because, you know, there's obviously meaning behind it. There's obviously something there that's coming from inside of you that you're going out of your way to pick up the phone and you're calling into a radio station, you're sharing a personal intimate story with, you know, I would say that technically, okay, these are all strangers that are on the air, but it doesn't sound like that at all. It sounds like, you know, there's a, there is a bond. Uh, Somebody said it best, I think it was yesterday, that you didn't have to know Kobe Bryant to feel like you knew him. And I think that is the... That is part of the legacy that's being left behind here is we all felt like we knew Kobe. We all felt like we walked through that journey with him. Um, and, uh, you know, from a from a fan perspective, it's a, it's a special thing what he accomplished. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, um, this is the scenario. So there's nothing we could do about it from here. Uh, Charlie in Southgate, you're on 710 ESPN. Hey man, um, just want to say that you know Kobe meant the world to to not only Los Angeles but everybody else. Um, you know, I grew up watching him. Um, I turned thirty this year, so I grew up you know from five years old watching his whole career. And um, you know, it was hard. It was hard taking it because this was my role model growing up. This was um, my hero. And you know, just hearing the news, I went completely numb. It's I didn't remember 
you know, the next hour of what was going on, but just, I, I just remember crying and, uh, I was fortunate enough to, to be at his last game. And, you know, I went with my fiance to the game and she was hesitant on going, but, you know, I told her, I was like, no, this, you know, this is Kobe Bryant. You have to be there. Hmm. And she went and to this day, she, you know, she thanks me for pushing her to, to go to that game because no matter where you look, you look left, you look right. You would see grown, grown men, grown women, you know, from 21 years old to 60 that were just sobbing, mm. um, not believing that this was his last game. And he gave us a spectacular uh, memory for everybody in that arena. The, the, the feeling that, that we all had, I don't think anybody else will ever experience that. It was just so electric in there. And um, I think that's, that's my best memory that I'm going to carry with Kobe. Um, but just all in all, uh, something similar also that I want to add, uh, similar to the last caller, where he mentioned that his mother didn't know anything about basketball. My mom was the same way, uh, but she knew who Kobe was because of me. You know, I always talked about him, did book reports. And when when he passed and my brother called me, he said, please call mom because she's crying. She's worried about you. Hmm. You know, so she knew that, you know, I was going to be devastated and she was dev- devastated for me. But, uh, you know, I just want to send my, my thoughts and prayers, not only to Vanessa and the girls, but to everybody's families who, you know, who was involved in this tragic, you know, thing that happened yesterday. And, uh, you know, everybody keep your heads up. You know, we're all going to pull th- through this together because that's what, Co- what Kobe would want. He would want us to join together as a team and, you know, get through this. You know, like they say in the Sandlot, you know, uh, uh, heroes come and go, but legends never die. You know, that's that's how we got to remember Kobe. Good stuff, Charlie. Thank you, man. Uh, Michael in Alhambra. Michael, you're on 710 ESPN. Go ahead, Michael. Hey, how's it going, buddy? Um, just wanted to... Uh share a quick Kobe story just how it relates to the Latino community and kind of someone who was inspired by Kobe um you know just just being a, a young Latino kid growing up I, I don't believe I had any business playing basketball it's such a competitive field and um he just kind of inspired me to pick up that ball and chase my dreams and uh kind of led me to uh you know walk on it at a juco make it a little further. And then I end up playing professional basketball in Mexico and all through his inspiration and watching him as I grew up hmm. as well as just those times that, that he just brought us together as a family, you know, me and my father's strained relationship. We weren't the closest growing up, but I knew, you know, game seven, the West conference finals, when he threw that alley-oop to Shaq, like my parents, again, I had that sentiment that, you know, a lot of us, that our parents didn't know much about basketball, but mm-hmm they could relate and it kind of boiled down to Kobe and you know, some of those are the greatest times in my childhood. You know, Michael, I, I would, I, I appreciate you sharing that. I, I was trying to explain this yesterday a little bit. I think a lot of people have that, that similar story. You know, my parents, um, immigrated from Iraq and, you know, we grew up down in San Diego and I'm telling you, our bond was Lakers basketball. It was. And, I used to always joke around. I, I watched the games. I I typically watch the games by myself, but anytime I was watching it with a family and they'd just be a room or two away, I just wanted to uh, be able to get frustrated on my own. Um, but uh, it was just comedy. I tell the story. It was my dad, my mom, my sister, and myself. And whatever we were doing, when 7.30 rolled around and Prime Ticket had the Los Angeles Lakers game on, we all kind of just seemed to get together and watch some uh, watch some Lakers basketball, and my dad would yell at the TV. 
my sister would tell my dad, why are you yelling at the TV? My mom would try and quiet everything down. You know, it's just it, the dynamics, it, they're hilarious when you think about it when it comes to sports. And a lot of that was um, watching Lakers basketball, watching Kobe grow, watching the Lakers, the trials and tribulations, the ups, the downs. You know, you feel invested in this that it's more than just a game, but, you know, it is just a game. And it means so much to us. Um, and we sometimes forget that these are real people, that they got families too, that they're fathers, that they're husbands, that they're brothers, their sisters, their uncles, you know, that they're real people. And that's uh, sometimes important to kind of just point out because, you know, we felt like Bill Plaschke yesterday hopped on and he was saying that he felt, uh, no, Kobe's immortal. You don't know. This, this story can't be true. This is Kobe Bryant. Um, Kobe is is one of those individuals that you just, you know, he's a warrior, you know, I, I, however you want to put it. We talked about uh, him going up and taking those two free throws. So that's why, you know, all of this is just, uh, it's it's all mind-boggling and it's just, uh, and it's tragic. You know, like I mentioned to the, um, everybody that was involved, having, a, you know, his daughter and, and now what's left behind, it's, it's I I cannot think of anything more tragic, honestly. Like, I think uh, sharing these stories has been fantastic, and I'm appreciative to um, uh, have a mic in front of me and get to listen to some of your guys' stories, and we'll continue to do that. Um, I also want to play Luke, Luke Walton, who obviously was the coach for the Lakers and played with Kobe Bryant for a number of years. We'll do that coming up next. More of your guys' phone calls. This is 710 ESPN. All right, um... Luke Walton, who played eight seasons with uh, Kobe Bryant, uh, get his uh, thoughts on Kobe's passing. Um, shock, denial, um, all those things that we use to deal with really sad news. And uh, it's been one of the harder times in my life this last 24 hours. You know, Kobe was a a friend, a teammate, most importantly, a father. I know that's what was most important to him. Uh, the love he had for his family and his daughters is heartbreaking, and uh, it's tough to deal with, honestly. Um, he was, oh, you know, the, the, the basketball world, we lost, we lost one of our greats. And I don't just mean that by what he did on the court, uh, but just the way he lived his life. Every day, he got the most out of it. Uh, whether he was attacking treatments or attacking skill sets, uh, he just he lived his life to the fullest every single day. And he's an absolute um, inspiration. And I'm, I'm honored to be able to call myself his friend and his teammate and his brother and all those things that came with uh the years we spent together and uh i and all of us are going to miss him very very much and a lot of guys on the team you know they they grew up watching him and you know i'm sure it, it hit the, uh, them pretty hard too how do you as a coach kind of bring everyone together knowing you have a game to play tonight and with everything that's going on. Yeah, it's hard. We talk about it. It's life, you know. Life is hard. And there's moments that uh, challenge us. And, you know, what I've found is together we can get through those 
uh, easier, more efficiently than we can alone. And guys here are hurt. Whether you knew him or not, he was that type of guy and he had that type of influence on, on the NBA world that everybody's hurting. And um, it's hard to think about playing, but I also laughed thinking about what Kobe would say. And, uh, you know, it goes back to his mentality. So what? What's next? You know what I mean? No matter what he was looking down, no matter what the odds were against, uh, he he took on every single challenge. Uh, he would want us out here playing. He'd want us competing at the highest level. Um, and that's, you know, that's, to me the best way we could honor him is really to play and, and leave it all out there on the court uh, like like he did, he did every single night. Is, is that mentality, is that kind of what made his second act so special, just kind of how he's reinvented himself? He's incredible. I, 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 it's it's not easy to retire from, from sports. You've played your entire life. And for him uh, and how invested he was and how much time I, you know, I've talked to him about it before. I, just, I thought it would be a struggle. He gave so much to the game of basketball, and when he decided to get to to give it up and hang it up, he he was able to shift all that time and effort and energy into his family. And, I mean, he was so proud of those girls of his. I remember when I had I had uh, my baby girl, and he called, and I was he just he was so excited he said it's the greatest thing in the world the daughter the father-daughter relationship and for him to see how quickly and easily he could maneuver from basketball which consumes us to life after basketball which was business and family and all the things he was into he was so locked in and excited and it just again yeah it speaks to his mindset and and what can be accomplished when you're focused and you have the drive um, that, you know, obviously not many people in the world have ever had, but it's impressive to see when someone does. Yeah, there's not one. I have millions from practice to, I mean, he attacked practice like every game. If he was in practice, he was fighting, trying to win. He was challenging us as teammates. If we were having off days, there were, he wouldn't accept it. So he was tough. Um, he expected a lot out of out of us, um, but he also had a very soft, loving, fun side that, when you got to know him, uh, made you willing to do anything. Uh, you know, to, to to be on his side and. I still can't. I, I don't know if I fully accepted it, but it's it's really really hard to think that we don't have him with us anymore. And I just my love and his family and his Vanessa and the other girls. I just I, I pray for him, uh, and we're gonna miss miss him very much. All right, that's uh, that's Luke Walton played eight seasons with um, with Kobe Bryant and actually some really deep stuff. I, I love. To hearing some of those personal stories and Kobe being so excited when Luke had his uh, when he, when he had his daughter and talked about how special that's going to be that daughter um, uh, father relationship. Um, Marlon in LA, you're on 710 ESPN. Go ahead, Marlon. Hey, Helen, how you doing, man? Thanks for taking the call. You got it, man. Hey, man. Um, I I I, uh, 
I came up in the uh, in the Magic era and uh, watched uh, Kobe come into the league and, and watched him do his thing all 20 of the years. Um, I, this feeling that, that I have now, it kind of reminds me of when, you know, I don't know how old you were when, when Magic got to the podium and said what he had to say. He stepped away with his health condition mm-hmm. and whatnot. But the whole city, man, of L.A. just kind of like was deflated. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of feel that same uh, way when I got the news about Kobe uh, Sunday. I, I was in my front yard, you know, working in my, on my yard and at the house, and I got the news, and it was just devastating because not only is it, it like he got hurt in the crash or he's gone, and it's not like he's coming back. We're Irv, we still got magic around. He's still here. He's still doing his thing, and we love him as well. But, you know, Kobe was, seems like magic passed the torch to Kobe. Mm-hmm. And then when Kobe took the torch, he ran with it, man. And, uh, and he's an inspiration, man. I'm a lot older than him. Uh, probably, you know, a lot older. I'm probably older than a lot of guys on this calls, but, uh, uh, I watched his whole career, man. And he, he was a real inspiration. And one other thing I like to add his mentality, you know, I hear a lot of people talking about the, uh, mama mentality. Um, uh, Alan, it, 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 it's something special. And I know Kobe would like for all of the world and everybody in the, in the nation who's mourning him, we all can adopt that mentality and also toward our fellow men. I know we come from all walks of life. I mean, you know, black, white, red, purple, green, whatever, you know, we, we all come from different backgrounds and different everything, but we've all been galvanized by Kobe for this in this one instance so i would i would like to you know to challenge you know the, the world and, and and the nation to let's take that mama mentality and 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 and, and move it toward our fellow man and get and give us and and, and and give respect to our fellow man and uh i think kobe would would, would that'd be a great way to appreciate his his, his legacy thank you marlon lot, man. appreciate All it man right. thank you all right, more of your guys' phone calls. We come back. Stay right here. Phone number is 877-710-ESPN. This is 710-ESPN. Tony in uh, Northridge, you're on 710-ESPN. Go ahead, Tony. Hey, Alan. Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. You got it, man. Um, yeah, no, I just uh, think uh, like like with everyone uh, everyone else that has called in, um, yeah, I'm, I'm born and raised here in, uh, in L.A., and... Um, yeah, I think the last couple of days, you know, I've just been watching, um, you know, a lot of just Kobe, you know, everything Kobe related. And um, I kind of kind of want to touch upon just like, you know, his mentality, how um, how he uh, yeah, like the backstories, like from former players and um, how it how it really influenced just, um, you know, a lot of people here in LA, especially just like, uh, I remember there were, um, the Dwayne Wade, when Dwayne Wade, when he broke, uh, Kobe's nose and, uh, he called up Dwayne and, uh, he said, um, I guess Dwayne tried to apologize to him and Kobe said, Hey, I love it. Like, uh, I want more. And, um, you know, one, uh, one story from Karan Butler, for, former teammate. And, um, I guess when he got first signed with uh with uh with the Lakers, Kobe Kobe called him up, asked him, um, "Hey, you wanna you wanna you wanna work out?" But then they, instead of calling it a workout, I guess he called it a blackout. And then uh, Karan was just wondering, like, "Blackout? What's uh, <laughs> what's he talking about?" So 
Yeah, so they karate is going to be a regular workout, and it ends up being, yeah, probably one of the hardest workouts he's ever done. And uh, you know, it's uh, Kobe's way of just testing testing guys. He was and, uh, uh, Tony. He was a um, he was a different breed. Let's just put it that way. Just a different breed. Uh, but th- those are <laughs> those are two. Uh, the Quran Butler thing that is kind of funny because it makes you think of probably so many players out there that trained with him. It's like, wait, wait, what are you doing? How come you're training this hard? Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Marcus in Studio City. You're on seven ten ESPN. Go ahead, Marcus. Hello. Yep, you're on, buddy. Go ahead. Yeah, hi, uh, Marcus. My name is Marcus. I'm just calling in. Um, I just wanted to share my thoughts on how yesterday completely took me uh, into such a dark place. So many memories of Kobe Bryant. Uh, I was actually coaching. I also coached basketball. and was coaching my girls' team yesterday when the news broke. A bunch. I coached 10-year-olds. Hmm. And the news broke during the middle of the basketball game. And I thought it was a hoax. And uh, as time went, I saw everybody in the gym using their phones and people – you know, crying hysterically, and they stopped the game in a timeout and announced it, and um, I, I didn't know what to think. It was just surreal, unthinkable. Uh, I just feel so bad. I think I've ever felt this bad about anybody. And uh, for him to lose his daughter and the rest of those families uh, that was on that chopper, it's, it's, it's incomprehensible and just devastating beyond belief. No, I'm with you. everything. Kobe meant everything to everybody. He meant so much to me. And I know yesterday I was telling people I'm not even sure how I feel about basketball anymore. I'm not sure how I feel about coaching, but I know that that's something Kobe Bryant wouldn't want me or anybody that coaches or teaches and inspire kids to do. He would want us to continue, you know, teaching these kids and inspiring kids, and that's exactly what I'm going to do. And That's my way of honoring him is is that I'm going to take it to another level of teaching these kids how to play the game of basketball and, and to uh, and continue – to help them strive for greatness. That's the right mentality, Marcus. No, it's it's the right mentality. I appreciate you sharing that story with us. Um, And so many people have had stories like that this last day and a half, and I know nobody wants – I wish I wasn't in front of a microphone tonight under this scenario. I'm sure every listener who's listening in or calling into the show wishes they weren't um, calling in under this scenario. A little bit earlier today I had uh, Jamal Wilkes on at AC Green – you know, in a sense, you're you're even apologizing to have them on under these circumstances, and uh, nobody wants to be under these circumstances. But I think Marcus brings up a good point. This is what um, this is what one of the legends, who one of the greats, one of the icons to ever do it, his mentality on and off the court would not want you to just give up and stop, right? Uh, that doesn't go with Kobe Bryant. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Some of our favorite memories of Kobe is taking two free throws with a torn Achilles, um, doing things that uh, nobody else wants to do, outworking everybody else. And I think when Marcus shares that story of he's going to use this to help motivate him, um, and I've had callers call in for the last day and a half that I said that, and that's the right message to have. That's the right mentality to have. Um, Demetrius in Compton. Demetrius, you're on 710 ESPN. Hey, how you doing, man? Doing all right. Doing okay. I just wanted to say, you know, I lost my hero, man, and he was uh, 
Kobe was the best, man. Between him and Jordan, those was that that's like a mirror. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like watching a mirror. And I just like to say, you know, I lost my hero, man, and like I said, I was I used to argue with guys who was who were better. You know what I'm saying? Kobe, LeBron, Jordan and you know, it was just how could you compare, you know, Jordan and Kobe was they was just like a mirror, you know. Mm. And you know, and I, I got I'm a father, you know, I lost you know, when Kobe lost he you know, he crashed and the plane crashed, the, you know, the helicopter crashed and everything and he lost his daughter and the daughter was on there. I thought about my girls. Mm. I have a twenty one year old and I have a sixteen year old and all I can do is think about my kids and, you know, it's sad, you know, we lost a hero. But, you know, it's a big like he he left a big legacy and it's just it's tough, man. He it's did. Tough. No, he left. But, he left uh, a. He left a humongous le- legacy, and I, and I think that that legacy, um, you know, it's going to be up to. It's going to be up to. Uh, I'm try and say this in the right way. It's kind of up to us to keep that legacy going, right? Um, up to everybody to, you know, I guess learn from what this person did in the 41 years that he was here. And what he did uh, on the court, what he did off the court. You know, it's pretty interesting driving down into downtown um, for this show tonight. I'm driving in and you see the purple and gold on the buildings. I'm looking on Twitter right now. Empire State Building was lit up uh, purple and gold to honor Kobe Bryant. And you just kind of, I mean, you can't really go through Twitter. You can't really go through anything. You can't turn on the TV. You can't turn on the radio station. Um, this station, any station, doesn't matter. Without some type of conversation or some something to remind you of Kobe Bryant. And um, it's, uh, in, in some cases, it's it's surreal. In some cases, it's, it's very tough to believe. And then in other times, when it does kind of hit you, and for me, it probably, it's going to take time. I think everybody kind of consumes this stuff a little bit differently um but for me personally you know there's no way to um there's no way to put it into words there's no way to you know i think you could do your best to try and describe how you're feeling or your thought process on it but i think everyone's just in shock you know i think everyone still just is trying to put the pieces together because it doesn't seem like any of it makes sense and it didn't make sense yesterday. It hasn't made sense this morning. It doesn't make sense tonight. And I don't think it probably makes sense for a while. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, what's the saying? That's life. And, and we're in one of those predicaments right now where a lot of people's lives were affected. Um, and, and, of course, our thoughts and our prayers and our deepest condolences go out to everybody that was affected uh, yesterday. Um, all right. A few more phone calls here. Chris in L.A., you're on 710 ESPN. Go ahead, Chris. Hello? Yep, you're on, Chris. Go ahead. Oh, hey, man. Hey, uh, thank you for uh, letting me be on the air to, uh, yeah, pretty much express the, just the grief that uh, a lot of us are going through. I mean, uh, as a kid and a teenager, Kobe meant so much to me. I mean, I would watch him, like, every game. There was there was a Laker game that was, like, a priority to me, like, you know, like not homework or uh, 
it just it was just pretty much watching watching the Lakers play and mm. yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just gonna miss him a lot. I mean, uh, I just I just love that he was just so competitive. I mean, uh, failure wasn't an option for him. It was just you know just just trying to do your best to win. And I, I felt like that's what I really respected about him that he didn't take any game for for granted or he just didn't waste any you know like effort. Like he he put all he had in every game, and I, I totally really. I admired about him and respected him. I appreciate you calling in. That would be my uh, that'd be my sentiment on him as well. Um, somebody that cares so much about the game as a fan base. All you care, you know, you're watching these games. Whoever you're cheering for, um, you're watching these games. You want these guys to care. You know, you're you're paying for tickets. You're uh, you got cable TV to watch the games. You're I mean, you're doing everything you can. Um, merchandise, everything else, care. And Kobe cared more than you did. Alan and Downey, you're on 710 ESPN. Go ahead, Alan. Hey, man. How's it going? Thanks for having me on. You got it. Um, I just want to start off by saying, you know, um, my uncle, he, you know, growing up, I'm, you know, I'm 21. I'm, I'm still pretty young, but growing up, he, he, um, he would always watch all the Laker games with me, and he kind of expected me to be a to be a Laker fan. But then in the 2010 uh, NBA Finals, watching them go against the Celtics, I kind of chose to go the other route, and I became a Celtics fan. So, um, you know, I still I still chose to honor my, my my uncle by by being you know a fan of Kobe because I saw the the amount of work he put in. I saw the amount of, of, of care he put in into into everything for basketball. So, um, you know, after hearing what happened on on Sunday, you know, I was just in I, I was in disbelief. I had, you know, I just kept saying like, no, this can't be real. This just mm-hmm. can't be real. And, um, you know, being an athlete myself, I kind of see him as a as a father to all of us. And and as a godfather to sports, because you know, seeing as people compare Robert Downey Jr. as you know the godfather of you know superheroes and Marvel, I kind of see Kobe as the godfather of sports, because you know he started it all. He started all the all the hard work. Um, you can tell all the care and 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 love he put into everything. And um, you know, I just love him for that. You know, seeing him kind of be a you know, seeing him be a a good father to his daughters, you know, it it motivates me to be a dad, you know, just like him when I grow up. I appreciate you sharing that, uh, Alan. And uh, listen, everybody who called in, um, and uh, yeah, by the way, not just tonight, yesterday, this morning, all throughout the day, you know, we, we start again tomorrow with Keyshawn, Travis, and LZ at 6 a.m. tomorrow. And uh, I'll hop back on tomorrow night from 6.30 to 9, so I'll do another show. But Kamenetsky Brothers were on, uh, Mason Ireland were on, so obviously there has been a um, there's been a lot shared over this last day and a half. And um, the stories that I get an opportunity to hear um, over the airwaves and your guys' stories uh, to me has been um, my favorite part of what we, you know, under these circumstances that, uh, that I've got to listen to in these last couple of days. So appreciate you guys all tuning in. Uh, thank you to Steve. Thank you to Jesse. Tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. This is 710 ESPN.